0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 2nd, 2023. I'm actually bringing you today's word from a hotel this morning because I'm traveling, but I pray that you receive the word nonetheless. So we, we, we're in the middle of a series on the miracles of Jesus. We're going through miracle by miracle by miracle, and we're learning so many things from these miracles. We're looking at what the text says. We're looking what the situation was. We're tr- seeking an understanding of what it meant back then, and then we're seeking to glean some nuggets concerning what it means for us today. We're going to look at a situation where an epileptic boy uh, was brought to Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus's disciples. They were not able uh, to do anything with the situation. And then the man stuck around, waited till Jesus came back and said, Jesus, I brought my son to your team and your team couldn't do anything. What can you do? And of course, Jesus delivered. Jesus saw that the, the young man was demon possessed. He cast the demon out of the young man But then he dealt with the team. We're going to learn from all of that today. The title of today's message is going to come in the form of a question. Here's the question. Do you have faith? This is what he dealt with his disciples about. Do you have faith? I want you to open up your heart to receive. Say, I have faith. Put in the chat. Say, I have faith. That's the question for us today. Yeah, I have faith. I see people are putting it in the chat. That's what we have to believe. We have to believe that we are the just and we live uh, by faith, that we're ready to receive everything that God has called us to receive, and we walk in it in Jesus' name. All right, let me get this all set up uh, so I can go ahead and get started. All right, here we go. So we're the just. And we live by faith. Let's talk about it. Before we get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture that I've been sharing with you pretty much every day. I'm going to share with uh, it with you again today. This is something that was spoken over our church and I'm meditating on it and probably going to be meditating on it all year. I shared with you already that this is the last few years was a difficult season for many people. And people some people don't even realize like, you know, why they're irritated or why they're angry. It's like they, they lost something, like some areas of their life went dry. And in this season, I believe that God is, is wanting to refresh us and restore us and renew us. And so this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Like that excitement, that zeal, put in the chat, do it again. That 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 passion that we once had let us walk in that level of passion and zeal and fire again. Lord, do it again. The text says, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. We're declaring no dry areas in our lives. What we want to see is a refreshing and a restoring and a renewing for us. Say, Lord, do it again. All right, so let's look at the scripture now. Uh, Look at the text and what's happening here. Uh, This is found in Matthew chapter 17. I'm, I'm looking at verses 14 through 20 today. So in Matthew 17, a man approached Jesus and he fell down on his knees. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and he's suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire, he falls into the water. Look, when he has these epileptic seizures, he he falls down and he loses control physically. And sometimes he's in water, sometimes he's in fire, sometimes he hurts himself. Man, this is a bad situation. Jesus, I need you to do something about it. I brought him to your disciples, but your disciples could not heal him. And so before Jesus dealt with the situation of the man and the boy, Jesus looked at his team, which is what we're dealing with today. Jesus looked at his team and said, you have no faith. How long must I stay with you? How long must I continue to be patient? With you, Jesus was frustrated because his disciples were not exhibiting the level of faith that he was expecting them to walk in. That's why I asked you to put in the chat, I live by faith. I'm the just and I'm supposed to live by faith. We're talking about that today. The question is, do you have faith? Jesus knew that he was on this earth for a limited time. Jesus knew that he was supposed to prepare his disciples to be, you know, to continue what he started. And they were supposed to live like him. And he had them, he had these 12 men that were with him all the time. He had an inner circle, Peter, James, and John, that he took into the most dire situations. But he was teaching them how to be like him. And so he knew that once he was gone, for them to do what he was doing, they were going to have to live by faith because Jesus was living by faith. In the book of Hebrews, it says that it is impossible for us to please God without faith. And we know that Jesus lived the life that was pleasing to the Father. He always did whatever the Father told him to do. Jesus was living by faith 24 by 7 by 365. So to understand this, I've told you this many times, God does what he does by grace. We do what we do by faith, and our faith taps into God's grace. So after venting, like, you know, Jesus got upset. He says to the, to the man, okay, fine, bring the boy here. So they bring the boy and immediately, once again, Jesus perceived the root of the issue. Jesus perceived that this was not like epilepsy, just, you know, uh, manifesting in the boy, just in the sake of, or for the, uh, the manifestation of epilepsy, like a medical condition, Jesus saw or perceived that the boy was demon possessed. And so Jesus cast the demon out of the boy and the Bible says that the seizures stopped. The demon came out of him and he was healed from that very moment. So the father left, the boy left, the boy is now healed. The father is happy, they're all gone. And then when things settle down, Jesus has some time to talk to his team. And his team comes up to Jesus and, and they humbly, like thankfully they even asked the question, but they come to him and they said, okay, look, hey, Jesus, yeah, what's up? We tried to force the demon out of the boy. Now this tells you something. <laughs> This tells you that the disciples knew it was not a medical condition. This tells you that the disciples had already discerned, oh, this is a demon. So at least they got that far, right? So they got to the point where they was like, oh, discernment, this is a demon issue. Just like the the you know, the issue we dealt with yesterday, where there was a demon holding up somebody's tongue and his vocal cords, and he was a mute. But it was he was only a mute because it was a demon. It wasn't a medical condition. Jesus cast the demon out, and then the man could talk. Remember the one the lady that was bent over for 18 years and couldn't in no wise lift up herself. It wasn't a back spasm. It wasn't a back condition. Uh, no, it wasn't like scoliosis. It was a demon. Jesus cast the demon out, and she straightened up her back. And so at least they perceive this is a demon issue. This is a demonic thing and they tried to cast the demon out of the boy but they said but we were not why were we not able to cast the demon out jesus said well you were not able to make the demon go out because you have little faith i mean jesus like straight up he says your faith is small not 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 like in what i gave you faith of a mustard seed can can move mountains the issue is like you're not you're not exercising your faith. You're not believing on the level that you need to believe. The traditional Kim James Version calls it unbelief. He said, because of your lack of, um, because of your unbelief. You couldn't do it because you didn't believe. You couldn't do it because you were not believing. Jesus went on to say, okay, believe me when I tell you. If your faith is only as big as a mustard seed, then you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. So so this is not an issue with God and his power. This is an issue with you and your faith. The question for today is, do you have faith? I, I'm a believer. I'm supposed to have faith. I'm supposed to live by faith. So what does this mean for you today? I could teach on this for, for a long time, but I'm just going to give you 10 quick things this morning and then we'll close out today's message open up your heart to receive these things now you ready all right here we go and, and and let me be clear about this in in today's text we're not identifying with the man who brought his son to Jesus the man had a situation so we're not de- identifying with the boy who was demon-possessed like sometimes we have to sometimes we are quick to identify with the person that had the problem that was coming to Jesus no that's not who we're dealing with today we're dealing with the fact that Jesus's team had an opportunity to do what Jesus did, and they didn't do it. And then because they failed, then the guy stuck around, waited till Jesus came back, and then Jesus did it. And then they said, well, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus said, because you didn't have faith. That's what we're dealing with today. You got it? We're supposed to live like Jesus. All right, 10 things. Number one, here we go. Jesus expects us to operate like him on the earth. I don't know why, but there's some people... I was literally this morning just while I went downstairs in the hotel to get a cup of coffee, I was listening to somebody on YouTube and uh, uh, a Christian YouTuber. And he was talking about how, how, like, you know, from a power perspective that many Christians, like even him saying, like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about the anointing. I don't know about like, you know, all of this stuff. Like we're supposed to walk in power as if the Bible is only it was written just so we could live a good and a moral life if you know yeah is the bible good so that you could be good of course but the bible also teaches us i don't know what bible you're reading jesus i think was very clear that we're supposed to do what he did and we're supposed to live like he lived and we're supposed to be human conduits of the divine and john 14 verse 12 this is like some people don't get this some people like would rather not even for us to quote this because they go well i'm not jesus you know we don't No. in john 14 jesus said listen i can assure you that whoever believes in me not Because you have a title, not because you wear a clergy collar, not because you're called to preach from the pulpit. No, no, no. This, this is for any believer. Put in the chat, any believer. Whoever believes in me will do the same things that I've done. That's what he said. It's not about titles or anything like that. And they will do even greater works than I have done because I'm going to the Father. Later, uh, the Apostle John wrote, "As Jesus is, so am I in this world." Put that in the chat. As Jesus is, so am I. In this world, no. We're supposed to live like Jesus. You're supposed to walk over to the mirror and see yourself as Jesus is. You're not. You're, you're like. Oh, when people say, "Well, well, Rick, that was Jesus. I'm not Jesus." Okay, duh. I know you're not Jesus, but you're born again, and if you're born again, you have the, you have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, and you should be a human conduit of the divine as Jesus was. Number two, the grace to live like Jesus has already been provided. Oh, let me let me slow down on this one. Say the grace is always there already there put that in the chat the grace is already there so remember god does everything that he does by grace grace is unearned unmerited undeserved it is the grace of god so the grace is already there it's not an issue of god give me the grace the grace is already there grace is not the issue the issue is in response to god's grace we have to live by faith is the faith there what god is looking for from you is he's looking for faith if you have faith then you will live like jesus lived. this now This may not mean, I I will acknowledge that this may not mean that you living like Jesus lived may not mean that you're going to be known as the local miracle worker. Okay, I got it. You living like Jesus lived doesn't mean that you're going to be walking around and just going to hospitals and getting everybody out of the hospital rooms. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying that either, right? But what I am saying is that Jesus was a human who was born again, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, and who was yielding to the Holy Spirit 24 hours a day. He only said what he heard the Father say. He only did what he saw the Father do. He was led by the Father in all things. He was a human conduit of the divine. So what I am saying is we're supposed to live like that, 100%. Every born-again believer is supposed to live like that. The grace of God is available to us to do whatever we're called to do, but we have to provide the faith to believe it. So in the chat, say, I have the faith. To believe it, we have to believe on God's level. We have to release our faith to tap into God's grace. Let me be clear about this. I believe all of us are going to get to heaven to realize that there was a level of grace that was made available to us that we never tapped into because of a lack of faith. So uh, I, I I don't know if any of us are really like maximizing like walking in a hundred percent of the fullness of our calling. Um, But, you know, we do the best that we can. How do we do it? We live by faith. We build up our faith to believe on God's level, to receive whatever it is that God wants us to do, and to attempt to do things that are crazy. Like in this case, how do we do it? We do it by faith. Number three, Jesus was God in the flesh. I've told you many times that that Jesus was the incarnation of God, and you and I are supposed to be the continuation of his incarnation. So whenever the disciples failed to do something, as it was in this case— You know what Jesus did not say? Let me slow down on this point. This is a very good point. The Holy Spirit gave me this this morning. It would be different had Jesus said to the disciples, and they said, well, Jesus, how come we couldn't do it? Okay. Well, guys, if he would have said, well, you got to understand, guys, this is how Christians talk today. You got to understand, you know, we're not all the same. You know, God God has different gifts. God has different callings. God has different assignments. You know, we're not supposed to all operate uh, supernaturally. We're not supposed to all operate with spiritual gifts. You got to understand, guys, I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. You guys are not. So it's okay. Like, you couldn't do it because you're not me. You couldn't do it because you don't have the same calling that I have. You You couldn't do it because you don't have the same power. No, he didn't say any of that. Like, I mean, had he said, well, you can't do it because you have a different grace, like, you know, like there's a grace on my life to do this and that, but you have a different grace. So you got to understand. No, Jesus didn't say that. What did Jesus say? Man, you couldn't do it because you don't have no faith. His issue was like, no, it's not a grace issue. It's a faith issue. G- Jesus didn't give us an out. If Jesus had said to his disciples, well, you got to understand we're all different. Then, yeah, then, then all this stuff that people say today, that would make sense. But that's not what he said at all. He said, no, 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 you have no faith. This, this didn't work for you because of your unbelief. And then he said, how must, how long must I be with you? How patient do I have to be? Doggone it. What do I have to do for, to get you guys to live by faith? The issue is not grace. The issue is faith. I'm asking you this morning this question. The question for today is, do you have faith? Do you have faith to believe what God believes about you? Number four, God does all that he does by grace, and he expects us to live by faith. So if the issue, like the issue in this case, were a grace issue, then Jesus would not be upset with the disciples because he would have been like, well, you know, you guys have a different grace. I can't be mad at you. You just have to be you. You have to do what God has called you to do. You walk in your own assignment. If you don't have the grace that's on my life, then that's fine. No, but that was not the issue. Jesus was not upset because of grace. Jesus was upset because of faith. He was saying the grace is present. What is not present is your faith. And so my the reason why I teach the grace life is I'm teaching you that the grace of God has been made available to you. Like, Like God has bestowed grace on you to be who it is, the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So it's not a grace issue. The grace is made available. Now the question is, do you have faith? Are you going to have the faith to believe what God believes about you? The grace is present, but for us, the faith has to be present too. Put in the chat, say, my faith shall be present. My faith has to be present every day because we're not called to live by grace. We're called to live by faith. The grace life means that I am exercising the faith required to tap into the grace of God. Number five, doubt, fear, and unbelief will position you to be powerless. Doubt, fear, and unbelief, unbelief, they lead to a powerless life. They lead to you living as a mere human in this world. But I've told you many times, you're not a mere human. Put in the chat, I'm not a mere human. I'm not a mere man. I'm born from above. And so once I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, I'm not a mere human. But if you operate in fear, doubt, and unbelief, then you're going to live like a mere human in this world because you're going to be focused on things that you can do in your humanity and your humanity is not that good. Listen, you're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're just not that good. Get over it. But if you yield yourself over to God and his grace, then there's nothing you can't do. Jesus didn't die and and was raised from the dead so you could live your life as a mere human. Jesus didn't come just so you could live your life the same way that you lived before you got born again. That's ridiculous. Jesus wants you to tap into his supernatural power so that you could be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Now, once again, this may not mean that you're leading crusades at work. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But what it does mean is that you go to work and you become a human conduit of the divine that you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, that God has given you insight and wisdom from above. Number six, while a lack of faith leads to you being powerless, a life of faith leads to you seeing everything as possible for you. The impossible, Jesus said, the impossible will become possible for you if you believe. So say this out loud, put it in the chat. I'm a believer. I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. Number seven, God can supernaturally give you the spiritual discernment to see the root of the issue and then to address it. The disciples saw that it was a demon problem. The disciples saw that it was demonic, but then they didn't tap into the grace. They received the grace to discern what it was, but they didn't receive the grace to address what it was. God will give you the the grace to to discern it and to address it, and God wants you to address it at the root, any at the root of any given issue. Number 8. When you address the symptoms, you're just looking, oh God, I'm looking at symptoms and you're not dealing with the root. You may get temporary relief, but when you deal with the root, you cut it off at the root and you deal with, you get freedom and deliverance when you deal with the root of the issue. Jesus did not address the epilepsy. He addressed the demon. And God wants us to have the spiritual perception to find out, man, what's really going on? What's really going on with my children? What's really going on in this business? What's really going on in my marriage? What's really going on with my boss? What's really, you know, what's really going on? And then to pray about the root of the issue so that we can experience freedom and deliverance in every area. Number nine, there is absolutely nothing that God is incapable of of doing. He can do anything. Put in the chat, say, God can do anything. There's nothing God can't do. But God has also given you the, the faith to tap into that supernatural power so that you can experience God's best while you're in the land of the living. And then number 10, the last point for today. God's grace is on your life. It's already there. God's grace is on your life to do whatever he's called you to do. Your calling is calling you every day. So grace is not the issue. Put in the chat. Grace is not the issue. The issue is not grace. The issue is faith. Do you have the faith to believe God on the level of your calling? So God calls you to operate on this level. But if you only have the faith to see on this level, then you will only operate on this level. And you're going to get to heaven to realize that God called you to do this. And you live down here because that's all you could see. And that's all you could believe. God provided this, but you only provided this. So the question is, if God has provided the grace, which he has, my question for you this morning is, will you provide the faith? Grace is not the issue. God has already bestowed upon you. God has already issued you. God has already dawned you with the grace to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. There's a level of grace on your life to maximize your purpose and potential. So grace is not the issue. But you will only ever experience that grace on the level of your faith. Which is why, as I close, let me just make this point. It's not in my notes, but I'm going to close with Galatians 5 and 6. Galatians 5 and 6 says, faith works by love. I've made this point before. I'm going to close with this point. You will never operate in a level of faith that taps into God's grace in the fullness until you're convinced that God loves you. Because you, if your level, this is why I hate religion, and this is why I hate performance-based religion. If your expectation from God is based on your level of performance towards God, you will never be able to believe on that level because you're just not that good. You're, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things that are wrong. You're going to sin. You're going to you're going to say things wrong. You're going to do things that are wrong. And the, and when you do, the devil's going to try to get you into over into guilt and shame and condemnation. Faith works by love. When I'm convinced that God loves me with this everlasting and unconditional love. When I'm convinced that God loves me, then even when I do something wrong and and I repent and the devil says, well, now you can't have it because you did something wrong, I have to remind myself, no, 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 no. God didn't promise to use me on that level because I'm so good. God promised to use me on that level because God is good and God loves me with this unconditional love. So when my faith is rooted and grounded in this reality, what's this truth? God loves me. Say this out loud. Say God loves me. Say it. Say, God loves me. Say it. And then say, God loves me. And I know it. When you get convinced that God loves you, that God loves you with this unconditional love, that that God knew all the mistakes you were going to make and he loves you anyway, then your faith works by love, man. I I know that God loves me. And I know I can believe on this level because I don't think I'm that good. I can believe on this level because I know God is good. Now, so, so down here before when I was religious, my faith was based on how, how good of a person do I think I am? And based on my performance, I think, well, I can believe for God to do this and this and that because I've been pretty good the last two weeks. I've been pretty good the last three weeks. But when I realize I'm not good enough and I will never be able to perform on the level of God's grace, forget my performance. Now faith works by love. I'm just going to open up my heart to the fullness of God's love and believe on God's love and say, God, you love me with this everlasting love and because you love me and you want to do what you want to do in my life, I believe it. Now, I know I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the money to do all these things. I I don't even care. Whatever you want to do, I give myself over to you. I yield unto you. You are God and besides you, there is no other. Whatever you want to do, God, my life is in your hands. Everything that I am and everything that I'm not, it all belongs to you. When you get to that point and you just put your life in his hands and you yield to God in all things and you believe on that level because you know that God loves you, say God loves me and I know it. When you know that God loves me, man, I'm going to believe faith works by love. Why? Because I know God loves me. So I can provide faith now on a whole nother level because my faith is not rooted and grounded in my performance. My faith is not rooted and grounded in me. My faith is rooted and grounded in this reality. What's that reality? God loves me and I know it. You got it? Man, I, I hope that, you know, I've taught on God's grace and our faith for years and I have to keep teaching it because this is something that that sometimes we just need to hear over and over and over again. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. God loves me and I know it. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You gave kingdom dominion, power and authority to mankind to rule the earth. Adam lost that authority, but Jesus died to get it back. Jesus restored kingdom power to mankind. So I will walk in that authority every day. I do this by faith. I see myself just like Jesus on this planet. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. My faith cancels out all fear, all doubt, and all unbelief. I speak the language of faith. I speak to every obstacle in faith, knowing it has to move because of your power. I speak to every hindrance in faith, knowing it has to dissipate because of the grace that you have placed on my life. I see no impossibilities. Your spirit enables me to see the invisible and perform the impossible. So I open my heart to the fullness of your calling. I enter this day as a world changer. And I know it's not because of me. It's only because of your amazing grace. Living with this mindset, I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Put in the chat, God loves me and I know it. Put in the chat, my faith works because I know God loves me. My faith works because I know God loves me. So I need you to do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. We are the just. Guess what? We live by faith. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.